Hey, Kevin. Hey, guys. How you doing, everybody? It's Average Thirsty coming to you today from Colorado out here in Grand County. It is an amazing place. I'm looking at some amazing views right now, and I am bringing to you guys a guest today that I've been, again, on social media is where I do my most of my digging and my research and to find really, you know, guys out there, ladies out there who are making a difference, moms, dads, brothers, sisters, and people's lives. And today I came across that name, Kevin. Um, Kevin is with Recovery Rockstars. Find him on Instagram, killing it. His page is super sweet, it's super slick. And Kevin and I, you know, kind of touched base and been chatting back and forth for a little while, and then the idea of coming on the podcast came up. So Kevin agreed to come on today's show. It's a little bit share about his story, what goes. There's always a great interest of what goes behind these pages. So Kevin, Recovery Rockstars, how you doing, man? Adam, what's up, brother? Nothing much. Just wanted to say I'm super excited to have you on the show today. Super stoked to be on. Thank you for having me. What's going on? Where, so, so Kevin, let's start with this. It's Recovery Rockstars is is where they can find you. So, if someone you know has to jump out early, at least give them a little bit of a um, you know an introduction of what you're up to and what your page is, where they can find you in case somebody um decides they have somewhere else to be in a little bit. All right, we'll start here. First of all, the website is recoveryrockstars.com. You can find me on Instagram at recoveryrockstars and Facebook at recoveryrockstars. So uh, to give you the quick history, Adam, um, gosh, man, it started back in uh, May of 2008. I had several traumatic events that occurred in my life, uh, starting with my best friend, Douglas Owen Kyle, on uh, May 2nd, 2008, he uh, he ended up taking his life. And uh, this was an absolute shock to me. Destroyed our, you know, just destroyed me internally, man. I had absolutely no idea. And, he, dude, he, what he did was, you know, my boy, you know your boy that you grow up with and you're just yeah. best friends? You know, absolutely everything about them. Fucking he, devastating, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's devastating, man. I had absolutely no idea what was going on. And one day he just uprooted. I was living in Scottsdale at the time. He uprooted and moved to Vegas, disappeared for three months. And I got a call from uh, from his roommate saying, hey, I want to let you know Doug's missing. And he left several notes on his computer. I said, what the fuck do you mean Doug's missing? What do you mean notes on his computer? Well, he left the final note. He left a, a letter for me, his girlfriend, and his mom. And uh, we put the search party out, and I got a call from the Flagstaff police, and they let me know that they found Doug in a hotel room. And uh, he ended up taking his life. And that was my first traumatic experience. And uh, it turns out he was battling alcoholism. He was battling depression. And uh, one thing that he said in his final note is he was incredible. One of his greatest gifts was hiding his depression and his alcoholism. So uh, it it was crazy, man. It was crazy. And then... uh, And how old were you when that happened? Gosh, it was 30, right around 32 See, and that, and that's what it, it's not like you know you're growing up. A lot of a lot of these kids I work with, they lose their friends in like high school, just after in college. But when you have a, you know, when thirty, I mean, you know, friends with the kids for I'm sure decades. That's that's heartbreaking, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, devastating, man. And then you fast forward out of a year and a half, and a similar situation happened. We got another call saying uh, my wife's brother ended up going missing. We couldn't find him, and similar situation. He ended up. Uh, you know, taking a hike up in uh, Cave Creek, Arizona, and ended up taking his life in the mountains. And, you know, 
having experienced this once and having it essentially happen a year and a half later in February of 2010, another head scratcher. We had absolutely no idea of how depressed he was. And uh, my wife and I, it was just another devastating blow to the family. And, uh, sure. you know, he um, he had his, his bouts with, I, I believe he was taking some prescription medication, some antidepressants actually, and, you know, smoked a little weed, but uh, was battling depression. And, again, just came out of nowhere, man. It was uh, it was horrific. And, and it's, 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 it's so hard. You can just keep – I can just speak because I know – me going through it, it's like all they had to do is like speak up about it, just talk about it, and it's just so hard for them. That's the thing. It's like, Doug, my buddy. It's like, what, what could I have done? Like, why right. didn't you say anything? Like, I am here. People are here for you. Like, call me and say I feel like fucking shit, dude. You I would say? drop everything to go take care of them. Everything. Man, um, that's all I ask, and that's all I ask, and it's just like. You know, my girl get mad at me sometimes, like, why are you taking that phone call? You know, we're busy right now. Like, you don't know. You know what I mean? You don't know when these guys I work with call me and message me like, hey, what that hey could really mean. Like, hey, what's up? Like, you don't know what that hey, what's up. When you're dealing with people with mental health and substance abuse, yep. you don't know what that, like, message can mean. And you can't ignore it. you got to at least know with me is, like, I replied. I got back. So I know my side of the street is clean because I don't want that emotional baggage of me saying, I would have, should have, could have. And, and, yeah. and, and, and I'm sure you felt that way with the number of things. Yeah, you know what was uh, really upsetting? And uh, I really haven't shared this with too many people, but uh, Noah, my wife's brother, had, had left me a message before he went missing just saying, hey, what's up? You know, I just wanted to talk. And I was at the office, and I could not talk. So I just yeah. shot him a note and hey, man, I will call you just back, everything good? And he wrote, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, I tried to call him back at the end of the office, and I called him back 15 oh, more times, and that's when we realized that he, he had just gone missing. And, you know, it's still, it's like, oh, it just, it, it burns my soul because he needed me at the time. Unfortunately, yep. I didn't get to him, but I tried to get to him right after. Um, yep. And it happened yeah, to me, it, too. It, it happened to me, too, man. Don't, don't think you're not alone. Like, uh, listen, it happened to me. Guy reached out to me. He said in the bathroom gas station. Next, like five minutes after my call, you die. You know, and it's just like yeah. you can't blame yourself, but still, it's a, no. you know. It's and if they were just feel, like, yeah. you know, like just saying hi or hey is not enough. You know, like if you're listening, you're struggling with stuff. It's like, hey, I'm feeling like shit. You know, so how do I? I'm not a scientist. It's like my girl trying for me to decipher what she wants me to say or do. It's, it's a, there's no mystery. You know, it's just doing just yeah. a little bit more. You know, and it gave a year in sales, a little bit of sense of urgency to something. You know, Absolutely. and then you could be there. It's car breaking. So what else, what else do you have going on in your life? Yeah, so in the, just, just one more, Adam. So the, after those two written, so one, right? one more. Yeah, all good. This was actually the worst day of my life. I lost my sister. Um, oh, she God. had a lifelong battle with uh, uh, alcoholism and bulimia, and she ended up uh, getting a uh, – a blood clot in her ankle and she mixed uh, pain meds with wine and, and unfortunately she passed away one night. With pain and, meds you know, and wine? Yeah. It was you think it's a, legit, uh, dude. Like, people don't think, like, oh, I'm going to have a couple of the wine, but I'm also taking pills. Like, they're not supposed to be mixed for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think it, it wasn't her intention. You know, she yeah, always sure. stayed, she loved alcohol, don't get me wrong. You know, she partied every once in a while, but she always stayed away from the pills, but she was in so much pain when she got yep. tore her ankle up that she had to do it. And, uh, 
you know, with all these things that happen, and you and I kind of talked offline, man, my, my job, I'm a corporate guy, I'm in sales, love it, but with all these experiences, it's a matter of, okay, what can I do to learn from this and help others? Yep. And uh, for a couple of years, man, I was putting together ideas on, on various ideas, and I came up with this concept, this recovery rock stars, which essentially I started reaching out to people who are in recovery and said, hey, listen, you know, I'm creating up, up with this website. You know, I would love to share your story to provide the message of hope and inspire those who are suffering and let people know that they're not alone. Dude, there's so many times where I sit and I think, how did it get to the point where my buddy was in a hotel room alone with a shotgun, and what could I have done to help? Like, dude, what could I have done? And the answer, who knows if I could have done anything because I wasn't experienced what he was. But you know what? There are hundreds and thousands of people out there that have been going through it, that are going through it. And you know what? I created this online community. So if you go to recoveryrockstars.com, you can read a lot of stories. And this community is all about delivering the message of hope and learning from one's experience and sharing. Because you know what? We're all fucking connected in this world. We all should be here and are here to help one another. So through the site, that's the goal, man, just to share these stories, to inspire others to get help and to reach out. And for you parents out there, I mean, you know, like we mentioned, I'm not in recovery, but I, there's a lot of people who, who who don't understand what these people are going through. I know parents. You know, there's so many times I've had parents reach out to me going, you know what, my daughter's in jail. She was doing heroin. Your stories that you're posting on your site, they're giving me hope, and that's what yep. I need right now. Because they can see like, the and what they can see is when you see the people with their with the recovery with their with their fingers up on the on Instagram, like it gives you end of the tunnel. Like if you're at like when I got first got locked up, bro, and I was sitting here in that jail, so that fucking light was small, dude. You know that light at the end of my tunnel was tiny. And for these parents, they'd be going through relapse after relapse, and that light for them is shrinking. But seeing your stuff, man, I'm telling you, the parents know they can see their kid as one of those kids clean, sober, and rock in one day. And that's the hope they need. 100%, man, 100%. And even those who are addicted, you know, I've had another lady that reached out to me just a couple days ago saying, you know what, I am now a year sober. And how I got there, she said she relapsed time after time after time. But she would always go to the site and read these stories, and it would continue to inspire her to stay sober. Because you see these people are going on a year, five years, ten years, twenty years, man. Yep. And they're happy. They're so fucking happy. They're living <laughs> life. Like, you know, they don't need drugs and alcohol. Nobody does. You need to, I mean, nobody does, man, but you dude. need to get it out of your fucking system, dude. It's yes. that issue. It's like people become so mental. It's, 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 it's physical. Like, why this disease is so tough? It's physical and it's mental. It's not just one or the other. It's not like if I'm sick and, and, and the flu is out of my body, I feel back to normal. It's like once your body is vacated of the drugs, the mental health component, and that's where I seem to that. It's so vital, and I think what you do and your site does, it gives that mental mindset, that reset button, where you can say, bing, it's okay. It's okay to be happy in recovery. Yeah. It's okay to be on high and happy as fun. It's like people are thinking they're going to lose that, you know, edge, or they're going to lose that creativity, or they're going to lose that personality or persona that they've created by using so long. And it's the completely the opposite. As soon as they get off, they find life. They become creative. They're motivated. They're not hungover, tired, depressed. I mean, 
you see these people that are doing amazing things right now, starting their own blog, starting their own business, operating a jewelry company, buying their first house, buying their first car when they were on the street. It's amazing. Yep. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's and that's amazing. the side of addiction that a lot of people don't see. And, like, the news and the media, they all want to depict it as, like, like everything on CNBC or I follow the feeds in my Google, you know, and it's just like, it's like, oh, another horror story of how bad addiction is. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a phase of your life. It's something you had to go through. Um, and yeah. there's people that do come through and are very successful and are very happy with themselves. And not saying that recovery and getting sober is all rainbows and fucking unicorns, dude. But at the end of the yeah. day, you know, can I do I, who's, who I've seen who are so backwards that, like, like me, I would self-sabotage. As soon as things would get just about to hit, just about to pop, I would go out and get fucking blasted because I don't want to deal yeah. with it no more. And it's just like, it's like, where do you end at? But you need to have a baseline and somebody like Recovery Rockstars, Kevin, something that you're doing is a baseline no matter if, if you're manic, if you're sad, if you're in a good mood or a bad mood. If you scroll through your feed or you stop at your site and you see what you're posting on there, man, it puts me in a good mood, so I don't think well, I don't think why I wouldn't put others in a good mood. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I keep saying that, man. There's a, uh, a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, but at the end of the day, you know, just connecting this community and the love that this community delivers. I mean, it's it's, it's coming on, man. It's, it's fucking rad, dude. It's just awesome. How long ago did you start day, doing it? You know, about a year and a half ago. Well, actually, you know what? I I I I came up with the concept about three years ago. And, you know, the fear holds you back, the time management. I mean, I've got, you know, my wife and two kids and a full-time job. But at the end of the day, it became my passion project. And I would work yeah. all day and then at night. I would just come home and I'd start networking and start my social media and start DMing people who inspired me. And it just grows and grows and it feeds and feeds. And, you know, when you're passionate about something, you're not really working, are you? I mean, you're having no. fun and you're saving lives. That's it. That's safe for me. And it's like... It's like I post a lot of stuff, but if people have seen everything I do, like, you know how much work it is, man. Like, I don't even have that much stuff out there. I have to talk a lot, but um, I know <laughs> from experience, I know what, what, what worked for me. And it's like I do so much things, and I, like, I broadcast a lot, but I really don't even put a half of what I do out there, you know, because I know that it's not work for me. It's my passion. It's what I love to do. I love to make, you know, everybody's lives a little better, whether it's a mom, a dad, a sister, a brother. I just want them to feel good about themselves for at least a couple minutes a day if they're in a shitty fucking mood. You know, and that's what makes makes a brace you. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. Life is hard. Life is not easy. It's not unicorns and puppy dogs and rainbows, man. <laughs> it's, it's it ain't. And then and as, you soon, like, as soon as you realize that, though, you win. You need to know that. You can't. Like, uh, these tough kids today are set up with these expectations like it's all going to be easy. And then it becomes hard, and they're like, what do I do? I'm going to get high because I ain't got to worry about nothing. And then I'll waste three, four years of my life until I figure it out. And that, I, yeah. I'm in the front lines, buddy. I'm in the mecca of kids are getting transported by the fucking plane load to South Florida, you know? And I see on a scale of magnitude of what, what happened, and everyone is just, you know, they don't realize life is difficult and life requires work. And if you don't put in your work, you're not going to be able to live a good life. Do you agree? Well, man, you got to work every day and work hard. Yeah, 100%. And that's what I think really needs to be for the children today. And parents understand that. It's like the, the life isn't promised to nobody. And an easy life isn't promised to anybody. And if, if you're comfortable and you enjoy what you do every day, 
you know, to provide yeah. the, the minimum for yourself. You're going to enjoy your life. You're going to be able to be a father. Like, congratulations yeah. on that, dude. That's a tough job in itself. Uh, absolutely. You know, it's it's nice to have a platform like yourself, you know, and like the Recovery Rockstars with life being so hard, with the news. I mean, turn on the news. There's something devastating that happens every day. We're not focusing enough on the positive. Right. There's so much positive in this world, and that's all that, you know, we're trying to do here at Recovery Rockstars is just focus on the good. Damn it. Enough with this. Right. It's like Ellen DeGeneres. Like, you watch that show, dude. Uh, like, my girl watches it, like, when I come from work and stuff, and, like, Ellen just strictly makes people put people in a good mood. Like, she puts everybody in a fucking good mood. And that's what people yeah. need in life. It's not like I drudge for my day and I come home and I see California burning. It's like it's like end-of-day shit out there on this fucking TV channel. And the same goes for people's social media feeds. Like, if you yeah. follow dudes like me, you know, I came from nothing, dude. Federal prison, broke, you know, and I'm living the dream. And, like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. So you need to follow dudes like me, guys like you, what you're putting out there. Like, if you... It intakes in your body, in your mental system, the the seed of, you know, when you're scrolling, that shit's always making you feel good, do good, want more for yourself. You're going to live a better life. 100%. And it's about giving back to others. That's when you really get yeah, back, right? Yeah, and that's, and that's when you get to that point, you know. It's like it's when you're like, fuck it, I don't need nothing for myself no more. Let me help everybody else. That's when things just start. It's such a paradox or dynamic, and everyone talks about it all the time. Like, why do you originally give to other people? Because it makes things come to them. If you, when you give, you get. And thank totally. you for that one, man. And it's, it's hard to remember that sometimes. Like, you know, why are you doing this? It's not about the money, man. It's like I take my spare time and my vacation you know, to make sure I get this done, to make sure people are there. I'm accountable. I'm on time. Um, what other advice do you have? Like what do you see and what do you hear from being on, like, the other side of the fence? I mean, you went, you, you went through devastation to bring this to the table. Um, what can you say? How has it been the last year? Have you feel like, you know, is it like filling a void for you or do you feel like, you know, it's something that you just, just believe that you're meant to do? You know, I, I'm actually one of those guys who really pushes down my feelings. Um, after, you know, the traumatic events, you know, I, I saw some therapists. I, I mean, if anybody is out there who has lost somebody, I highly recommend speaking to somebody. I mean, first of all, you've got, you got to get it off your chest. You've got to let people know what's going on, in, 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 going on inside of you and in your mind. It really helps. But, you know, when I started this project, and anybody could start a project like this, anybody can. I mean, you know, if you got a computer and a smartphone, you're set. If you got an Instagram page, you can. But this has been a sense of therapy for me. I don't want yeah. to say I've 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 kind of had a a feeling of guilt with not being able to save their lives. But at the same time, I don't know if there's an underlying thing going on with me, and that's why I created it. You know, it's just you could do it. It's, this has helped me. I mean, it's really helped me when I get messages all the time of people going, thank you for this site. Thank you for this feed. Thank you for these stories. It's, uh, it's extremely gratifying, man. That's so awesome. And then, you know what? and then you know what? If I didn't start this, I wouldn't be on this podcast right now connecting with you, right? Right. You meet, and you meet cool people at the same time. It's the best. Dude, and I have and like, met so many cool people. Go ahead. Sorry. And, like, that's like you know you're on the right track. And, I'm, listen, I'm sure, and as you see, like, when you do this stuff in your spare time, like I do and you do, like, it spills over into your normal day-to-day. Like, you feel better in the morning. You know you're doing okay. You, you see the messages you get when you wake up on my phone and my social media. I'm like, bing, I'm on the song. I'm good, you know? And, yeah. and, and it puts me in a good gear and a good space every day so I can go out and keep doing what I do. Because it gets fucking boring sometimes, man, sitting there. My girl gets mad at you. You're on the fucking 
social media like a madman, and you're like, what am I doing, you know? But in, in the end of the day, you got to know it's for a good purpose. But still, you got to keep that balance. Life, another great lesson for me is life is all about balance, man. you got to, you know, your job, your home life, and your family, and what you're passionate about. You're, every man's a lot of those three things. You understand? I'm like, I'm laughing so hard because, like, literally, you know, over the last year, you get home from work, you have dinner, you say what's up to the family, and then all of a sudden you're sitting on the couch with the wife, and, you know, I'm going away, banging away on Instagram, you know, trying to get people and connect with people. She's like, what are you doing? Hello, focus on me. I'm like, hey, man, this is my passion. We're just watching a TV show. I'm getting some stuff done, you know? Right. I'm that's like, it. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. And that's what, and like, like, you watch these guys on social media, like, and you listen to me. You know what work it takes to do this stuff. I know what work it takes. And these guys, like, the, the, top, the big three, Gary, Greg Cardone, Ty Lopez, and Gary Vee, they're, like, infecting people's seeds. Dude, these dudes are nonstop animals out there on social media, some people. And I just don't know how they have the time to do it, man. That's just a full-time job. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I love Gary Vee. I mean, whenever I need some inspiration, some hustle, just pop on his podcast real quick, right? Dude, he's the crusader for the people, man. That dude's fucking awesome. I can't, you know, and it's like good for him. And it's and and and, and, he, and he tells me, but for me, I know I'm doing good because like three quarters of the shit he talks about, I'm already doing. You know, I don't give a fuck about yeah. nothing or nobody. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not afraid to yeah. fail. I'm not afraid to lose. I like losing because I know I'm challenging myself to be better. You know, and that's really the core thing. It's like for me, coming from the addict side of things, it's it's you know I can really you know share what, 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 what takes to overcome some of these hurdles. And, and sometimes it's like, you've got you to gotta accept failure. You've got to keep moving. You've got to keep pushing forward for some kind of reason because life does get hard, man. And, you know, using drugs is the easy way out. It, it, you know, it feels good to get high. And yeah. it, you need to replace that. You know, everybody out there who's an addict listening to this, it's just like you need to replace that void. It's, it, it is what it is. You know, facts are fucking facts. And if your void is getting high, is your sole enjoyment in life, you need to replace that with something cooler as fast as possible. And <laughs> then you'll be all right. I would agree with that, man. Does it so make you sense? Live, go, go exercise, get out, you know, play music, do art. I mean, there's so many creative outlets. So many, so many. And, like, yeah. it's not like Netflix and the couch, you know? Like, yeah, that's calling me, but just because you're sober doesn't mean you're, you have the right to watch TV and video and movies forever. It just doesn't work. You've you got to get out there and, and, and be a man and, and enjoy enjoy your voice in your life. That it's, it's something that you want to do. And to get there is guys like you, Kevin, to make that bridge. It's, you know, crossing the chasm with a book. That, I, I always listen to rich guys. You know what I mean? If you got they're rich and they tell me just something to read, I'm fucking reading it. Crossing the chasm, I haven't read it in like 10 years. I'm going to read it again. Well, like, there's a chasm. You've got to make that jump, like, in action. You know, and when you're playing a video game, you've got to jump across that big gap and you're falling down. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what it is in recovery. You've got to cross that chasm. And if you can get over that jump and you can make that running leap, you're going to be good. Dude, you've got to read this, this, this movie, this book. I'm sorry to cut you off. I think it's called Ready Player One. And this is like, dude, I read a ton of fucking books, man. I read this one while I was on vacation. It's like... Steven Spielberg has the movie coming out in um, March, and this book is fucking fire, man. It's, like, about the future and video games and alternate worlds that, like, it's so real, and you can, like, see our society being there, and it's just something like that, for me, is a way to get away and escape and enjoy, you know, my life and my spare time. But anybody listening out there, ready, player one, and you got spare time, fuck watching Netflix, read a book. 
and this looking on Fox. So what were you going to say, Kevin? No, I'm good. I forgot already. But I'm definitely going to check out the Ready Player One. Yo, Ready Player One, I'm telling you, man. This book's a page turner. It had me up like... My girl's like, go to fucking bed already. I'm like, shut up. And I got the flash. <laughs> I'm reading. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. She knows damn well. When, when I give her that look, dude, just roll the fuck over and go to sleep, woman, because I'm not stopping. <laughs> but, you oh, see? That's epic. Yo, Kevin, that's listen. Epic. Great podcast, man. Great podcast. Remind everybody again where to get a hold of you and what you're all about. Yeah, check out recoveryrockstars.com. Um, I actually feed a lot more content onto my Instagram page. So it's just uh, at Recovery Rockstars or Facebook at Recovery Rockstars. Again, man, we're a community of people in recovery uh, who share their stories to provide the message of hope and inspire. And, uh, you know, I try to do the motivational quotes, but it's, it's badass. I, uh, you know, I appreciate everybody who has been to the site, everybody who shared their story, and uh, I've got nothing but love for you guys, each and every one of you. And, uh, you know, a little call to action here. If you guys, if there's anybody listening who wants to share their story, hit me up. Let me know. I'd love to highlight you uh, on the site. Yep. i got three or four guys I'm going to message you over to. I know that they're cool dudes that can use this, you know. So, Kevin, listen, thank you. Guys, everyone listening out there, Big week for me, wrapping up Colorado. I got an event downtown Denver coming up um, on Saturday, and then I'm back in Florida um, for Christmas, and I got a few things coming for you that are, you know, a little festive and fun. So, Kevin, Recovery Rockstar, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Everybody, happy. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Guys, have a great weekend. Kevin, have a great weekend. Give your kids a kiss and a hug and tell them you love them for me, all right? Right on. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks.